Wow. Praise the name of the Lord in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It has been brought to my attention by several that um, COVID has hit right at home for several people. And I guess that's kind of the natural sense of the thing, is that we really don't get too bent out of shape until it gets close to us. And we understand that over 700,000 people in this country in the last two years have died. And I'm not here to be political or anything like that, but I feel like the church, again, needs to keep praying. We need to comfort people that are in the midst of a lot of these things. And so uh, your Aunt Janice, and I'm sure there's many other. I, I, there's probably not, there, well, I'm obviously sure there's no family that has not been hit in Jesus' name. And so let's just join together here today in Jesus' name, and let's ask the Lord. Let's just, let's just intercede for just a few minutes today for the people of this nation and this world right now in Jesus' name. Father, yes, you are, Lord God, the Almighty. You are the everlasting. You are the King eternal. There's nobody, Lord God, that we depend on more than you in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just ask you to have your way. Yes, Lord God, forgive us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to be a help to this nation and a help and a comfort to people who are going through tragedies, Lord God. Help us to reach out. Help us never to be afraid to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You've you've told us that, God. You said these signs would follow them that believe in the name of Jesus. And so right now, Lord God, we take that opportunity right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabako, Yiasaha, Varanda. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, strengthen, Lord God, strengthen those that remain, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I give you the praise and the glory for all that happens, Lord, you are almighty, You are omnipresent, you are omniscient, you are omnipotent. You are all things, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And I give you, Lord God, I give you honor and praise in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll let the youth department, you can go ahead and be dismissed, and the rest of you can be seated. Praise God. My goodness. God's anointing. Praise God. It not only stops, but it destroys yokes and things of that nature in the spiritual realm. In Jesus' name, I don't think we can spiritualize everything. There are some things that just because of bad decisions and flesh and that type of thing will just happen. But I do believe that with the hope of the Lord, we can always bring hope to a situation in Jesus' name. Never forget that. Never forget that. Praise God. That's one of the things the early church kept in mind, kept very strong. I mean, how can people, I mean, the effect that it had from the history books on the Colosseums when people would be led into the arenas knowing they were going to die, knowing they were just going to be literally butchered. I don't want to sound gross. But uh, the aurora, and they say that some of the history books, the, um, the, the, the anointing that rose from these people as they were dying affected the world to the extent that by the year 100, I mean, the, the apostolic church was, 
was just absolutely a tremendous presence in the earth at that time, in Jesus' name. And I believe we're living in, in similar situations. I do. I believe we're living in times when the apostolic almighty church of the almighty God is going to have a tremendous presence in this world. Praise God. And that's why right now I think the vast majority of the training that's going on for the church is to learn how to be apostolic all the time. Not just in church, not just in times when, when we can worship and praise together, but every time. Uh, there's a man in our organization that for the last two or three years has been uh, hosting conferences called PASS, and, and the meaning of that is apostolic and everything. And it's quite um, eye-opening, it really is, when you start looking at some of the traditions that we even as apostolics can allow to come into our lives. And I'm here not to be critical. I'm here to be cleansed by all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. That's what has to happen to me on a regular basis. And I believe that God can do that for us in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the hope that we have, praise God. The world needs an apostolic presence. They do. And praise God, there's probably people right now at your job and, and, and in some of your neighborhoods that are they're waiting for somebody to be apostolic. Praise God. And so don't forget, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. The first thing is you shall cast out devils. Amen. And I'm not talking about people who are possessed. I'm talking about people who are oppressed and that type of thing. People in, uh, have a lot of that in our country in Jesus' name, but we have the power through the name of Jesus. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall pick up serpents, and they will not harm them. Drink any deadly thing, and it will not harm them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So we can keep that in mind in Jesus' name. Amen. Yesterday, I had the uh, privilege um, and it was a distinct privilege to meet with a team down here that was absolutely wonderful. I mean, there was not one person that, that did not really put their all in in helping to clean the place. I don't know if you noticed or not, but boy, this place is pretty clean. It really is, and I, I really do. I, I want to mention them by name, and, um, and maybe we'll do this at a later time when they're in here too, but uh, people like the Wheelers, the entire family, Carlos, Jeff, and um, the Petersons, the um, Noskers and, and Samuel, and uh, Sean, Lewis, and Jessica met here in the morning, and then later in the afternoon, Chrissy and Nicole and, and Ali, I hope I did not forget anybody, met and cleaned out the shed. Praise God. Um, amen. And it just, everything looks wonderful around here, and I appreciate that. Uh, let's give it up for them right now. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. This church has been wonderfully um, um, given uh, the talents of people who can do plumbing, people who can do wiring, people who can paint, um, people who can clean. I mean, to tell you this, we've, God has been very good to this church in Jesus' name. And so I'm very, very thankful. And, 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 um, and, and like I said, it was just a privilege to be with these people and, and to feel the, the, the working hard and, and no complaining. I did not feel here at one complaint, and I had my earpiece in, <laughs> so I could hear if, if, they, if anybody was saying anything, and they did not. I, it was just wonderful to be in that atmosphere in Jesus' name, and so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much in Jesus' name. Let me give you some scripture here today, some seeds that I will sow into your heart. I believe that a lot of you have already opened up your heart. You just have, and it's just a wonderful thing to minister to people like that. I had a man 
of God one time. This was a long time ago when I did a, uh, some kind of a rally somewhere. I can't even remember. It doesn't matter. But he came up to me afterwards, and he said, Brother Carnahan, he said, um, I really appreciate what you did. And I, you know, I said, well, good. I'm glad. God is good. That's my standard response is God is good. I take absolutely no credit. Uh, anything I have learned, I, get, I, get, I, I come by it honestly. And that is my Father in heaven. He's the one that anoints me. But he said, you know, he said, you are doing something today that he said that is needed in our movement. I said, well, what is that? He said, you're not preaching. I said, okay, explain that one to me. And I said, he said, no. He said, you're doing more ministry than you are preaching. And I guess to that point, I never really thought of it. I, I just do what God, you know, the scripture says to minister according to the ability which the Lord gives. And you'd be wise to do that. Imitation is kind of a flattery thing, but it really doesn't do much for the person who doesn't initiate it. It really doesn't. And so imitation is okay when it comes to doing it with Jesus. But learn how to minister according to the ability which God gives you. Amen. And you will find a natural flow that will come through you. Fear will go. It will. One of the reasons, in my opinion, that we have fear amongst us, I'm talking about apostolics, is because we're trying to do what somebody else is doing, and we're not very good at it. And a lot of times we fall flat on our face. Now, you know, I'm not being critical. I'm really, really, really trying to be instructive here in Jesus' name. One of the things that God has made us is very unique. You and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. Can somebody say amen? We are. God has put within us certain ingredients that he wants to see come to fruition. And so I appreciate that. And so um, ever since that comment was made to me, I, 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 it, it brought me on a train of thought that has helped me to do that, to just keep on ministering in Jesus' name. And so hopefully this morning it will be no different in Jesus' name. Look at uh, uh, Philippians chapter number 2, and um, let's look at this for just a few minutes. Praise God. Philippians chapter number 2 and verse number 5. The first three-letter word is so important. Um, God doesn't force things on the most part, but it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I read that, that scripture this morning while I was praying in Psalms, I think it's Psalms 68, where it says, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. And so a lot of this is, is allowing God to do what he needs to do in our lives. And so you and I, we have to let the mind, or let this mind that, which was in Christ Jesus be in us. Amen. And then it gives a list of credentials there, what Jesus did. And you'd be, um, you, you, I would put that to familiarity if it was me. I have through the years. I thank God for that. It, it says things like, um, it says, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus was a man, but he also had the spirit of God in him. So that was a little bit of a challenge for the flesh. It says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. There's the example that Jesus gave us praise God. It says, and was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself. That is one of the continue, continued um, uh, aspects that you and I have to reach every day, is that we must humble ourselves and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having, after you've done all that, having a readiness to revenge all disobedience. And that's really what we do when we obey God. The best thing you can do about some of the bad behavior you have is obey God. 
Don't sit in a corner and pout about how bad you were. Just get yourself back up and say, God, I'm going to do what's good in the name of Jesus. I'm going to become obedient to you. I'm going to let this day, praise God, be one of those days where I just let you arise and my enemies are going to scatter and we're going to have a good time in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Praise God. So we have this idea that our thinking has to change. And, um, and Jesus talked about this in another, or not Jesus, but Paul talked about this in another aspect. Look at 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter number 5, 1 Corinthians chapter number 5. Um, the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ is available to you and I. His, the way he thought is what's happening to us, and I believe in that restoration. I believe that's what's going to make a huge difference and has already made a huge difference in this world, in Jesus' name. Paul told, ta taught us a little bit here in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse, and verse number uh, 6, 5 and 6, 1 Corinthians 5 and 6. It says, your glorying is not good. Know you not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? He asked that question, you know, and that, of course, is a baker's term. You know, the idea of it is they put leaven into a substance and it affects everything. Well, that's kind of the same thought that's being across here, that if we allow the thinking of Jesus to come into our lives, it will eventually, and it better, affect everything we do. That's why apostolic is lifestyle. Pentecost is experience. And there is a lot of people out there who have experienced Pentecost, that's why, you know, when you talk to people about Pentecostal experience, you'll, you'll find people all over the world that have experienced this. And I'm not against that. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. But that Pentecostal experience is really designed to affect our lifestyle. And that's what will make a difference. And that thinking is designed to get into every aspect of our fiber. And when we, when we allow that to happen, folks, we can expect some tremendous things to happen in the world around us. It just will happen. It's a natural thing in Jesus' name. And if you and I will learn to have patience, long-suffering, and not give up so easily. Come on, I'm not being critical, folks. I'm not. Some of you, just there's about three of you that took offense to that. And you need to get over that. You and I need to learn not to be, to, to, to be patient with God. Let him do the full work. One of, the, one of the, um, um, uh, the examples that's given about patience is in the book of James. I won't go there, but it's talking about the harvest, where the person who is doing the harvest is waiting for the fullness of that fruit to come into place. And I believe we're, we're entering into a stage of that, praise God, where every person is, go is going to be involved in the harvest. Hallelujah. One of the jobs I had when I was going to, to uh, Bible school back in Iowa was I sold combined insurance, and it was a door-to-door -door salesman thing. It was a character builder. I hated it. I really did, but it was, good. it was good for me at the time. But I had that job, you know, into the fall, and one of the, one of the areas they give me was the Iowa farm ground. Well, you couldn't get farmers to stop for nothing in around the last of September, October, depending on how the year went. But when they were in the harbor, when they were in the fields, folks, they didn't want to talk to anybody. And the reason they didn't is because they were focused on getting that crop in, in Jesus' name. I have personally believe that that's exactly where we're going to be as a church. That's what's going to help us to get over one another and to, most of all, get over ourselves and realize there's something a whole lot more important than my feelings and the way I think things should be. But I want to see God be glorified. I want to see the harvest come into the barns. I want to see the vats being full in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. 
somebody just lift up their hands right now and let God anoint you in that way. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. My goodness. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. One of the prayers that I pray every day is against demonic oppression. Praise God. And the depression that comes with that. There is a certain amount of demonic things that will bring automatically depression. But that's not the only one to blame. I also command in the name of Jesus that fleshly and psychological depression be put back and push back in Jesus' name. Praise God. I do not like the idea that, that the demonic kingdom can make one suggestion and read a good Christian or, and ruin a Christian's day. That doesn't make any sense, praise God, that they can do that. And it's happening. It happens all the time, praise God. But I'm going to tell you something. God is helping us, praise God. I don't know if there's several of you. I just feel led to stop right here for a minute. I don't know what kind of depression you're battling, but I'm here to tell you in the name of Jesus, let this mind. Come on, come on. Come on, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something, you'll have a force against it. Come on, can you claim that kind of a promise? He gives us a renewed mind. He gives us, praise God, a renewal. Ah, yadavakobarindo. Do you feel that? Come on, you should. You should. Come on, somebody here ought to just launch out in tongues. You ought to allow the flow of the Spirit just to come through you and to do the greater work. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus. Wow. Come on. This is powerful. This is absolutely powerful. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. That's right. Come on. Shake it off into the fire. Just shake it off into the fire. That's what Paul did. Come on. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. He took a deadly serpent and he just shook it off into the fire. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! My goodness, thank you, Jesus. My goodness. Praise God. This is the victory, folks, that you and I have on a regular basis. Oh, my goodness. Praise God. This is just really good. About knee or maybe hip deep now. We're headed for the shoulders. And we're headed for over our, our heads. That's what we're headed, folks. I like that. I don't know how to swim. <laughs> You're looking at a rock here, folks. But I know that God gives me something to help me to do it in Jesus' name. That's why I want to swim in the Spirit. I'm not interested in, the, well, I am interested in the ankles and the knees and up to the hips and that type of thing. But I want to just get everything. I want that water to overwhelm me in Jesus' name. And I know that that can happen in Jesus' name. Every time we come together, we can expect that kind of an experience with Jesus. Amen. And after a while, praise God, you won't be afraid to jump in. You won't. You, you'll just say, hey, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm shaking this stuff off in the fire, and I'm just going to jump right in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me give you some more scripture here, in Jesus' name, and, and, um, and, and we'll, we'll just proceed on. Praise God. God is helping us. Don't forget what you've already heard. Praise God. The mind of Christ is available. It's not some kind of, hey, you do it or else. It's a, let this mind. That was in Christ. Always remember that. That's something God does not violate the human will very often. He does not. And so he's not going to make an exception for you. You're going to have to open the door. Jesus said in the book of the Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if you will open up, he said, I will come in. I won't hesitate. 
And so this is what God promised us. These are the things that God said he would do if we would do certain things. That's why the word if in the Bible, the conditional word, is in so many places. It's because that's the condition. If my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, he said, you know, then I will hear from heaven and I will not only forgive their sin, but I will heal their land in Jesus' name. Look at 1 John chapter number 5. Amen. And we're stringing together some good scriptures here that will help. Amen. 1 John, 1 John, not the gospel. 1 John chapter number 5. And look at this in verse number 4. 5 and 4. This is in John, 1 John. And this is the same guy that wrote the gospel. And these are later epistles. These are later gospels. Um, it's estimated that John wrote his gospel somewhere around 80 or 90 A.D., which was a lot uh, later than any of the other gospel writers. And I'm not sure how, what the time period was for 1 John, but we can, can assume that they were kind of in the same time period. This is when the church had already received revival. They'd seen miracles. Lots of things were happening, but there was a lack, lackadaisical spirit that was starting to seep in and comfort and, and all of these things were starting to take a little bit more precedent than they should. And that's why this country, we've struggled in some of those areas because we have. I'm not going to use the word blessed, but we have things. And sometimes those things will take precedent over the things that God wants to do in our lives. And you must be very careful with that one. I've, heard, I've been around people who have uh, thought that the blessings of the world were the blessings of God. And whoo that couldn't be further from the truth. And so we have to be extremely careful. Amen. First John 5 and verse number 4, it says, And whatsoever is born of God, that is being born again, by the way, of the water and of the Spirit, repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and in the filling of the Holy Ghost, is the foundation. Okay? So for, what, what's, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And so we've been talking a little bit about that here of late, about having faith and allowing our faith to grow and placing ourselves in environments where that will happen. And that's another one of the things that, that, that we struggle with because we just don't want to go there. We want to have, you know, um, uh, we want to go downhill every day. We want 75 and sunny. This, and again, I'm, I'm not being critical, folks, I'm being very, very observant. That's your flesh, that's my flesh. That's what we like. But a lot of the dangerous places, or I should say the uncomfortable places would be a better term, is exactly where God is working. I mean, two men had to go into a prison, had their backs laid out, and, and suffer, I mean, immensely. They were in a smelly prison. But man, they didn't let that deter their worship one iota. They didn't. They just said, let's just let it go, Silas. What do you say? Let's do it. Hey, they probably were doing harmonies. Who knows? But the bottom line is that whole prison heard them because they had heard what had happened to them. When they got put in the inner prison, that means the prisoner or the prison didn't like you. So they knew that these two guys were, were abused, but they didn't allow that to happen. And suddenly at midnight, praise God, I don't know how long, you know, I mean, that's a long time to wait for that. So that's what I'm saying, patience. Having patience, being willing to wait upon the Lord and allow him to come. And then when he comes, I mean, my goodness, it didn't take 17 years of Bible college to figure out when those doors opened that God was moving. Come on. 
And this is, well, I've got to find the Spirit and I'll get my little spiritual Geiger out. Come on, folks, you don't have to do that. My goodness, if you did, dummies like us would really, really, really be in bad shape. God is obvious. Come on, when you got your spiritual eyes open, man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. When you got your spiritual eyes open and your spiritual ears open, I'm telling you something, you can begin to detect the things of God immediately in the name of Jesus. And this is what needs to happen every day of our lives. Praise God, those antennas need to be up, not going up, but up, so we can detect what God is doing. And so what God has got the church in a place of is overcoming. Amen. Overcoming these adversities, overcoming these things. Well, how are we ever going to overcome them if we don't get put in them? Or if we don't allow them to come into our lives? That's what I'm saying. Let this mind that was in Christ. Man, I just read the psalm this morning, or prayed the psalm this morning. It was 69, I think it was, where it depicted Jesus on that cross. Oh, my goodness. He was suffering. But my goodness, the words that were coming from him were just absolutely powerful. They were ministering to me in that prayer room. Amen. It's a sign of somebody who wasn't afraid, somebody who was going to go through it and come out on the other end, praise God, victorious. Come on, that's why I'm telling you, don't let that black cloud or whatever cloud it is uh, remain on you. Just blow it away. Get out of here. Praise God. I want, a, I want a clear understanding of the things of God. And so, yes, victory, overcoming. These are, that's part of the mindset of Christ, by the way. That's what he did. Amen. He did not allow it, you know, um, and, and, and so this is, this is the encouragement that you and I have. We can take after that. God can help us in Jesus' name. Praise God. And so part of the thing that will hinder us from time to time is just the idea that you and I, we resist commitment. Commitment. We just don't like to commit. We just say, well, I'm okay for the day, and then we'll see how tomorrow comes. You need to get rid of that, that language, because that was not the talk of Jesus. Jesus came into this world and remained faithful and focused. He knew where he was going. He knew what he had to do. Amen. And he wasn't going to let anything deter that in Jesus' name. And what commitment means, listen, I'm simple, so I like to put things in very simple terms. What the word uh, 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 commitment means, long haul. That's what it means. It means, hey, I'm not going nowhere. And I remember when I first came into a church like this, it wasn't hard for me to see people that I had committed. I'd never seen this in a lot of other churches, and I wasn't being critical. I was being very observant. Amen. And so when I saw that, I thought, whoa, that's, that's doing something. I'd heard about the man who came. I can't remember where he came from, but he came from someplace else, came to Dubuque, Iowa back in the 50s and started a church. I wasn't there when, when, he, when he was there, but his name was Blackman. And through, uh, through adversity and all kinds of things, they tell me that when he was working for, um, um, I forget it was um, uh, a place out uh, north of town there in Dubuque, that they would ridicule him at his job. And they would make fun of him because they knew that he was an apostolic preacher. And I remember hearing those stories, and he stood the test, amen. And then God called him right before I got into the church to go to Colorado and, and to build another church. But I think of that. For years, he was there in Dubuque and just holding, not holding on, but just preaching that word, praise God. And then another man came and was, was able to build off of that platform. And then a few years later, praise God, there were hundreds 
not just a few, but hundreds of people that came into that church were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. And boy, in the late 70s, early 80s, made quite an impact in that city. Praise God. And six or eight of those men, I think, um, myself included, went into the world. One of those dummies ended up in Gillette, Wyoming. Yeah, think about that. Wow. But what a deal. What happened there? Praise God. Somebody held on. Somebody said, no, I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep being what God wants me to be. Praise God. Amen. And this is what I'm talking about with you. Don't give up. Don't give in. Come on, God's got a plan, praise God. He's going to make an effect in your world, praise God. And you can live by that one in Jesus' name. But the, the, the bottom line is, what brings that about in our world or, or you know, on, and all that? Well, it's our commitment. Our commitment to God. Amen. And this is what sometimes we struggle with. Now, I don't have the time today, but I, I would love to just do an expository teaching on the 16th chapter of the book of Matthew. And so I'll leave you with that. That was the chapter, remember, where Jesus, um, uh, you know, he stopped one day and he said, well, okay, let's find out what's going on out there in the world a little bit. Who do men say that I am? Remember that? And the responses, of course, were, you know, some people think you're this and that and all that. Well, who do you think that I am? Or what do, what do you say? Of course, Peter being the spokesman at that time, or one of the spokesmen, said, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah, praise God. One of the things you'll find in that 16 chapters, three distinct revelations. I've taught on this before, but let me just mention it now. You will see the, one of the revelations that is in our world is who do people say, what are people saying out there? CNN. Fox News and all of that business. That's all part of that revelation. Yeah, what are, what are people thinking in the world? And unfortunately, people will watch that kind of stuff for hours and hours and hours, and that's where they formulate their opinions. They can't help it. It's just being piped in. And I don't think it's right. That's why I shut it off, personally. I don't like to listen to that stuff. Not that I'm not interested in the world, but a lot of it is a very slated and tainted revelation. Amen. And then Jesus said, what do you think? And then there's a personal revelation that God will give us. Praise God. And then the ultimate revelation is, what does he think? What is he saying? And that's the one I strive for every day. I'm not interested as much in you or in myself as I am in him. He's the one that can really, really, really bring light into the subject. In Jesus' name, praise God. The one, you know, I, that's just how it works. And so right now, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God will help you to break through the revelation of this world because many of you are influenced by that. And that's where some, by the way, here, let me minister for another 30 seconds. That's where some of your depression is coming from, by the way. That's where it is. I, I, I'm, and I'm telling you this, I can't do 15 seconds of that stuff and feel icky. <laughs> it affects me too. That's why I shut it off. Jesus' name. And then your self-revelation, if you get bust out of that one, then all of a sudden you're the smartest person in the world, right? No, you're not, and neither am I. And that's a fleshly thing. And that's another one we've got to bust loose on. And we've got to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and not lean onto our own understanding. Do you see all of this stuff fits together? Isn't it amazing how you can just start with one scripture and just go, and it just all comes right together. That's God's word. 
That's how it works. And so lift up your hands if you wouldn't mind. Just close your eyes. Jesus, you've just kind of led me down this path here today, and so I'm going to take advantage of it. God, I pray for the cleansing of the mind here today. Not a lobotomy, Lord God, but just a willingness to submit to you. I pray for the renewing of their minds. The inner person right now, God, is being renewed. I believe that, God, because you're that powerful in Jesus' name. Their spirits are literally being revived. (laughs) Ah, In the name of Jesus, there's a couple right in this room here that are absolutely waking up. Their eyes are being opened, Lord God. I I pray you do the same thing on the Internet. I pray that every person that is listening to this right now is not under the influence of me, but, Lord, God has this mind that was in Christ Jesus, that they're beginning to think like you do, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Yes, let that revive. Oh, revive us, almighty master. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, Blessed be to the name of the Lord. Come on, let's take another 15 seconds because we're pushing in now. Come on, there's some things that have gone already, and now we're under the influence of God, which is grace. That's what grace is, by the way. Grace is the divine influence of God upon the heart. That's what it is. That's where it makes its greatest strides in Jesus' name. Yes. Oh, my goodness, grace. Oh, grace. God's grace. Oh, hallelujah, yes. Come on, can't you sense that? Let grace just saturate you. Come on, let it pour. Let it pour on your heart right now. Let it heal your broken heart. Let it revive your thinking. In the name of Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance unto the captive, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Yes, let that anointing, almighty God, let it saturate, let it destroy prisons, let it tear down those things, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Oh my goodness, hallelujah. Come on, somebody ought to be worshiping and praising God now because you have liberty to do that. You are set free. Praise God. Now commit to that. Not to traditions. Don't. Don't. That's what's bogging you down. And I understand we have them in, 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 in apostolic churches, and I'm not here to find fault. I'm just saying, come on, let's get rid of that stuff. Let's have confidence in what God is doing. Praise God. Now, faith. And let that begin to grow, and let overcoming become the norm. Amen. That's what we do. We overcome. And sometimes we overcome just by staying in the battle. Just by doing what God wants us to do in the place that we're at. Amen. A lot of that is just overcoming on a daily basis. Praise God. And so God helps us to do that. And one of the ways that we uh, latch on to that or join into that is through commitment. That's what does it. Committed people. Praise God. And I'm not talking about, you know, 
you know, here today and gone tomorrow, that type of stuff. I'm here to say, listen, I'm here tomorrow. I'm here the next day. I'm, that's my plan. My plan is to live for God the rest of my life. Amen. And not be afraid of that in Jesus' name. But again, we, we have things that will come into our life that, that will sometimes alter that or, or try to alter that. And Jesus talked about this in one of his, in my opinion, very important um, teachings. Amen. And you can find this in the 13th chapter of the book of Matthew, 4th chapter of the book of um, Mark, 8th chapter of the book of Luke. And that is, of course, the sower and the seed. Many of you are familiar with that. Get more familiar with that because it's important. The concept is important. The seed, sowing the seed into our lives, praise God. That's what happens. God's word is like seed in Jesus' name. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Look at the, um, the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55, <clears throat> and Isaiah sometimes is referred to, I don't know if it's true or not, but it sometimes is referred to as the gospel of the Old Testament because it deals with a lot about who Jesus is and the Father and what's happening and some of the things that were coming to pass. Amen. It talks about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost um, or, the, or the importance of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the 28th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Here a little, there a little, you know adding a little bit here and a little bit there, you know, um, precepts and that type of stuff and, and, and that type of thing. And so this is what, what, what we find out. But look at verse number 6 of the 55th chapter of the book of Isaiah. It says there, to seek the Lord while he may be found. It says, call ye upon him while he, was, while he is near. That is absolutely available for every person. You can do that. Seeking him, that's why Jesus said one of the greatest concepts we can get a hold of is seeking first the kingdom of God. His righteousness. Don't forget that one. Not yours, not mine, not the world's. You know, his righteousness. His righteousness is a gift, by the way. It's not something you earn. It's not something that you can do without his help. It's like faith. It's like a lot of things. We have to have help from God to get this thing uh, mobilized in our life. Amen. I'm really hoping this makes sense to somebody here. Amen. So seek him. Call upon him. Don't fail to do that. That's why commitment is so important. His commitment will keep you doing it. No matter what, keep you doing it. Amen. And then it goes on to say, let the wicked, here's, here's repentance. Let the wicked forsake his way. Amen. Not just ask God for forgiveness. And here's a concept a lot of people forget is that the pathway that God has chosen for you will take you away from sin, not bring you closer to it. I don't know why we think that's the deal, but it isn't. Forsaking sin is one of the things that God, again, apostolic lifestyle, not just an experience, but a lifestyle. And that's why God says, I want you living a certain way. And let the, the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. That is so good. God doesn't just forgive us. He pardons us. He doesn't hold your former self against you. Quit dragging that weight around. Quit waiting for God to do something that he isn't going to do. He's already forgiven you. And if you forsake that, it's pardoned. Right. Gone. Somebody brings it up, you just say, well, I, I don't hear you. Turn a deaf ear. Okay. And then it says, 
It says, for my thoughts, look at verse number 8, which is very, very tremendous. My thoughts, let this mind. See, we're connecting the dots here, folks. The thinking of Jesus. His thoughts are not your thoughts, initially. That's why you need them. That's why I need them. That's why I'm not afraid to admit it. When I think my, on my own, I can get into so, such trouble. But when I think the way he wants me to think, Oh, my goodness, do I have an advantage. Come on, you want a Nike? Come on. That's what the word means. You got the advantage. Amen. And so you and I, we do have the advantage through Jesus Christ. But we got to be committed. Faithful would be another word that you could replace there. Faithful to God. And so the Bible says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are, what does it say there? Neither are, I'm sorry, yes. Neither are your ways my ways. Yeah, we don't know how to do this unless God shows us, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are, are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I know we think about that, but that is absolutely the truth. God is so advanced. He's so far ahead of us, praise God. But now since we've uh, allowed ourselves to be born again, now that we see the kingdom of God, we comprehend the kingdom of God, we're starting to catch up. Come on, that's why keep committed. Keep committed. You keep coming to church. You keep doing the things that you know that God wants you to do. Praise God. Somebody, a little birdie told me, told me that the other night when you went home, you started speaking in tongues like a Chinese laundry. Well, I, you, you had it all over you in the baptismal. My goodness. And so you keep doing that. Don't worship the tongues, my brother, but just keep doing that. The spirit, the renewal of the spirit is such a phenomenal thing in Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank God for little birdies. <laughs> Praise God. But I thank God for what God is doing. It's a tremendous testimony. God is still helping people to repent. He is still helping people to see their need to be baptized by full immersion in the name of Jesus for the remission of all of the past sins. And then he is giving them the infilling of the Holy Ghost, which enables them and helps them to live the life victoriously, overcoming in the name of Jesus. Come on, let that, let this, let this mine. That was in Christ Jesus. Wasn't that his introductory speech when he went to the synagogue that day? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on, folks. Don't you give this flesh any credit. It's my Father in heaven that has anointed me. That's what enables me to do what I'm doing. And by the way, I'm going to go away because if I don't go away, then the other thing isn't going to come called the Holy Ghost where we'll be wholesalely given to every person who wants it in Jesus' name. What a wonderful plan. You and I are in that plan right now. Hallelujah. Let's be committed to that plan. Oh, hallelujah. And let, the, let those seeds, 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 seeds just be sown into our lives. And let's expect crops. Oh, one of these days you're going to get a bumper crop. You're going to have so many apples and grapes that, praise God, you're going to have to start giving that stuff away. Come on, you are. I'm seeing that in the Spirit, in Jesus' name. Bumper crops. Praise God. We went over to the McAdamses, and my wife wanted to make uh, grape jelly. Amen. She does such a good job. And for some reason, I don't like it as much as I did 10 years ago. But it is what it is. And the reason that is is because of raspberries. Mm. Yes. 
But the bottom line is I went over there, I spent about 15 to 20 minutes in a section not any bigger than from here to here. And I got 15 pounds of grapes just in about 10 or 15 minutes. That's called a bumper crop. That's what God's going to do in your life. That's the analogy that God wants you to receive here today. And praise God, you're not going to have to walk 10 or 15 miles to get some of the stuff you've been getting. You're going to be able to get it right there. Bumper crop in Jesus' name. And the reason being is because of this. It says, the Bible says, for as the rain, in verse number 10, it says in 55 Isaiah, for as the rain cometh down in the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. That's what's happening, praise God. God is giving us that seed that we can sow, praise God, and we can expect, praise God, a bumper crop. That's what's going to happen. This world is ripe for that. That's why James instructed us, be patient. Be patient. Come to church. Read your Bibles. Pray. Be involved with people that will lift you up instead of tear you down. And you will find this. You will begin to see this in Jesus' name. Just close your eyes for just a, a couple of more minutes right now and lift up your hands. Come on, so let, let's let God just soak something in here in Jesus' name. Oh, my goodness. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Man, do I sense, come on, some good growth. Ah, my goodness. This is like a... This is like a, a, a July afternoon in Iowa where it's about 98 degrees with about 99% humidity. And you can walk through the cornfields right now and you can almost hear the corn grow. You can almost see it grow. Oh, hallelujah. That's what's happening right here, right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Wow. Come on, I'm telling you right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. One of the last things I'll bring to you today, praise God, is verse 11. Isaiah 55 and 11. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. That's why when we're in alignment with God, we're going to begin to see this more and more and more. Even your worst day used to be, you're going to say, I saw God in this. I saw God doing some things. I saw the progress of the Lord in my life. I saw the progress of God doing something because he doesn't never do nothing. With God, all things are possible. In Jesus' name. Come on, I'm telling you something right now. You and I, we can be excited about what the Lord is doing in Jesus' name. Praise God. I have so much more that I would like to say, but I don't think that it would be time for it right now. I'm going to quit right now in Jesus' name. I'm going to have the singer, singer, come. And we're going to take some time and worship the Lord, praise God, and give you a few minutes to respond to what God has said to you here today. Tremendous seeds have been sown because of God's word, not because of me, praise God, but tremendous seeds have been sown in the kingdom of God, in Jesus' name. Oh, 
hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost following me. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost. It's all over me. Through my sorrows and pains, I want something better. I won't go another day. I'm here to go and deliver in Jesus' name. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost following me. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost all over me. Cause I have royal blood following me my veins. Come on, listen. I'm a child of the King. I've been buried in His name. There is no devil that can come against me. None. I have been, I have been, I have been set free. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost all over me. Yes, God. I feel the joy of the Lord falling fresh on me. I feel the joy of the Lord delivering me. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost it's all over me. Pardon me a moment while I have a jubilee. I feel the joy of the Holy Ghost. 
Our chains are gone. 